Being able to raise kids with confidence in their abilities and the fortitude they need to succeed while providing a loving atmosphere at home is becoming more and more crucial and increasingly more difficult, especially when you are trying to create something different from what you knew as a kid. My name is Wanda Howard, and I am the founder of Traditions of Truth and host of Successful Parenting Podcast. I am here to show you the real keys to having success as a parent, where God is in the details so you can create the future you dream of and the home environment you love. Welcome back to the Successful Parents Podcast. I am your host, Wanda Howard, and today we have a fun question by one of our listeners. And the question is, how do you find time in your schedule to do a podcast? Now, this might not seem like a traditional parenting question, but I loved it because this is something that we are all so geared towards. We're all constantly wondering, how do we fit this into our time? How do we make sure that we can do all of these different things that are on our plate? And how do we make sure that we have enough time for all of them? And especially when it comes to creating enough time with our kids. So this was huge podcasting, hobbies, events, whatever it is that you're trying to do in your life right now, you have to create time for it. So how do we do that? And for podcasting specifically, I had to pull out my calendar, be very specific on when to block it out and how to block it out, um, what I was going to do and what I was not going to do. For example, like it takes an extremely long amount of time to edit um, podcasts, at least with me and what I do and and my level of electrical workings. I, I am not a computer person. So with having to edit all the things and take out, like I know some people take out the ums and any pauses of gaps and all of these things, and that's great but it takes a lot of time to go through and edit. So I decided right at the beginning that I didn't want to filter or edit any of my podcasts for several reasons. One, yes, there is the time. And so I was very intentional about, okay, there's this time restraint. I don't have the time to do that. But then I couldn't just say that's enough because if I left it there, I know it would have eaten at me. I would have worried about well, what will that do and how will that affect people and will that be bothersome and all of these questions. And so I started to decide like, why? Why do I want to make this so important that I don't edit out anything? And immediately several core values of my own came to mind. One being, I want this to be real. If there are kids who talk in the background or if there are noises that um, we weren't planned, I want this to be in real time because I know so many of us watching social media and TV and all these things, we have this very rigid idea of how we should show up in the world. And it's very restrictive and painful. And I didn't want to add to that. So there was that value that I had. I also, I get super tongue tied. I will right now, like it's hard for me sometimes to just form the words or I am a mom and I forget things. I'll be in the middle of asking a question and I'll be like, oh shoot, what was that again? And I want that to be real because there is nothing wrong with being human. And so I realized that that was a huge, important thing that I wanted to bring to the show. Um, another thing that I really want to talk about, though, with time is 
you don't have to make all the changes all at once. I used to think like when I could tell that the schedule wasn't going the way I wanted or we were doing too much in this area or these days felt super busy and I wanted things to change, but it felt so overwhelming to change it because, you know, if you change one little piece, it changes this one. And, and so I realized like I started to just get curious first about, okay, why does this day feel busy? The, uh, there were some days that we had less scheduled in it but actually felt more busy in it than the days that we had five more activities that we had planned that day. And I was wondering, okay, why? And I got curious first. I took little tiny baby steps. And as I did that, um, I was able to shift things, shorten things, erase things completely, but it wasn't this huge flip your entire schedule over and make all of these different changes. So that was, that was huge for me because really not doing it all at once is a game changer. I am a high achiever. I like to do it all at once. And so that can be kind of um, painful in the beginning, knowing that you're just going to take small little changes, and but it's much more maintainable. It's so much more achievable too, because you're starting to pay attention to what you enjoy spending your time, how you enjoy recording podcasts, how you enjoy spending time with your kids, how you want to show up to business meetings, whatever it is that you're doing, you start to pay more attention to how it makes you feel and how it energizes you. And then they start to sort themselves into that part of your day onto the, the things that energize you less or the things that energize you more. Those things will be put at a time of day for me that I'm starting to lose my momentum because they already are natural energizers for me. So when those parts of the days that my momentum's going down, I put those things in there and I feel energized again. And the things that are more draining for me, I do at the parts of the day where I have a lot more energy already. So those are some tips and things that I've started to pay attention to. But very recently, um, again, schedules are living, breathing dynamics in our life. They will ebb and flow as we grow. And so I was going through this phase very recently that I was like, okay, something feels off and I don't know if I'm doing things right. The, the, as far as the schedule itself went, things seemed to be going good. I couldn't like pinpoint any one thing that I didn't like. And it was really frustrating. And I, I am very prayerful. I go to God about everything. And so I was taking this to God and I was asking like, okay, how do I move past this? What, what am I doing? What am I not doing fast enough? And, and I realized that all of my questions were kind of based around, am I doing things fast enough? Am I getting things done quick enough? It, it, it was all about the speed. And I think with time, that is something that we definitely run into is we're worried about how fast we're doing it. Are we achieving something fast enough? Are we making the changes fast enough? Are we getting um, our to-do list done quick enough? It's all about this speed idea. And I was I was really struggling knowing um, with the different areas I was dealing with, am I, am I doing this at the right pace? And I wasn't getting any answers. <laughs> Heaven seemed very silent and I was feeling a bit frustrated. And now in the past, when something like that happened, 
it would have destroyed me. I, with depression and everything, like it was very easy to rock my boat and I would just fall into depression type patterns. And I would kind of like go into this phase of, okay, everything stops until I can figure this out. Because if I don't figure this out, then it's going to have repercussions and I don't want that. So I need to figure this out now. Again, it was all about the speed. So I have learned since then the importance of continuing onward when you don't have all the answers and having fun while doing it. Don't put fun on hold while you're trying to make sure all the pieces work together. There will always be work to do. There will always be something more to do. There will always be those to-do lists. And that's actually a huge blessing. To-do lists are amazing when you utilize them as stuff to help invigorate you or to keep you busy when you are bored. All the time when my kids say that they're bored, we go to the to-do list of, okay, well, these are the things that you've talked to me about that you've wanted to do. So you have a whole list of things to do. So just know that you don't have to feel like to-do lists, always having them is a, a burden. You can utilize them to be there for you, not you for them. Um, the other thing though, is during this time, I was really just struggling to know if I was focusing on the right things, if my focus had gotten off, if the reason why everything seemed very consistent and very straightforward was actually a sign of me being stagnant and not progressing forward. And I wasn't sure if I was if my focus was right, if I was spending my time wisely as far as my focus goes. So since I now knew to keep having fun, keep doing fun things, we didn't stop our life. We kept living. And one of the things that we had planned was we had a trip to Costa Rica and it was so fun. This trip was amazing in so many ways. This was for our 10 year anniversary, me and my husband and it's been an amazing roller coaster ride. And it was so many firsts for me. First time flying, first time seeing the ocean, first time being out of the country. And it was, it was incredible, the whole experience. But one of the things that happened while we were there is we took a tour through the jungle to see animals. Me and my husband, huge animal lovers. We could look at animals, pet animals, learn about animals all day long. We love them all. So we were walking through this jungle and the guide was, well, there was there was this huge fiasco of scammers and things, and it was quite the ordeal, and that, that's a different story for another time. But once we actually got there and our guide was there, um, he started showing us these animals, using his scope, pointing through the trees, teaching us about these things that were happening and how their environment affects them. And um, then we got to this point where he was, like, super excited and... We looked up and you could see way up at the top of this tree, this, this ball of something. You couldn't tell what it is. But then when you look through the scope, it was this adorable um, mom sloth and she had a baby sloth with her and it was just so sweet. And then he goes on to explain how um, sometimes sloths will lose their babies. The babies will be taking a nap. Um, or the moms will be taking a nap and the baby will kind of wander off just a little ways to explore. And when the mom wakes up, she doesn't go look for them. She just continues on. And sometimes she comes across them. Sometimes she doesn't. And so 
babies get lost, they fall to the floor. If they, if any sloth is on the floor, it's as a little baby, then it's pretty much a goner unless it's found and rescued and helped. And so he's telling us this story. And when he did, um, we, after he finished, he, we started walking on and I had immediately come to my mind, this voice saying, there is a sloth, a baby sloth lost in the forest or in the jungle. Keep your eyes open. And immediately, like all senses were alert because I, I've had spiritual promptings in the back. I, I've had spiritual promptings in the past and I know that where that was coming from. And so I started paying attention. I'm extremely like curious and excited of like, okay, why was this important enough to tell me? But also there's a baby sloth somewhere where here I want to find this baby sloth because my heart breaks at the thought of any baby animal on its own. And I would love to be able to interact with the sloth anyway. So I started looking, I started trying to figure out where would it be? Is it like super deep down into the jungle? So as I'm doing this, my husband, I could tell he was like, what is going on with you? Because I started walking super slowly. I start like really looking deep down into all the jungles and and trees and, and the trees that are so thick and there's so many hiding places and animals are everywhere. And you have to be trained to see them because there's so many that we were missing, but this, um, our guide was able to point out to us. So I was going slow, looking all around. And as I was looking around, I started questioning and I started having this like internal dialogue with God and being like, okay, but who am I? Who am I to find the sloth? I have no training. Why would you tell me this? I, I don't know even what to do with a sloth if I found it. And then I started thinking, what, what if I need to pick it up? Like, I don't know what their laws are here, if that's okay. I, I don't know if it would be carrying a disease, but what do I need? And and as I started having all these questions, um, several answers started coming very quickly. And at the beginning of that day, I had had this impression to pack an extra shirt. I never pack extra clothes ever. And so I thought, well, that's weird. Okay. So I had put an extra shirt in my backpack thing that I was carrying. And immediately when I asked like, well, I don't even know how, if it's okay for me to pick it up or if I need some safety thing or, and immediately the voice came back of, don't you remember the shirt I told you to prepare? And I was like, oh, okay, that's right. Okay. I know, I know I have that now. And then I started to continue on of, okay, so it, it felt more like proof of like, okay, this is something that you've asked me to do. Okay, got it. We're moving on. But then again, the doubts started coming back. And I'm like, but I'm not trained. I don't have the eyes to see these hidden animals. Our guide has been pointing out so many animals that I couldn't see. And there's so many people along this trail. Surely somebody else would have seen this baby sloth if there is one here to find. So who am I to find it? And... I was looking, I was paying attention. And as I looked at the other people around me, I noticed that 
all of their faces were pointing upward and none of them were looking at the ground. And then I had that voice again of nobody else is looking because they're not listening to what I'm saying. And I was like, okay, so I'm looking at the ground. I'm trying to pay attention. And then they're, <laughs> they're on the pathway, big as life, this huge iguana was just right there on the path. Huge iguana. It was probably like two and a half feet long. And um, people were stepping over it and nobody was noticing it. The, again, there's there's this path and it has some leaves on it and it, it camouflaged very well, but people were stepping around and over and and nobody was noticing it. And I was like, look, there's an iguana. And and when I pointed it out, everybody in that area just like, what? And they split and everybody thought it was so cool. They were that close to it, this really beautiful lizard. And our guide even stopped and was like, holy cow, I didn't even see that. And, and everybody, it was just a fun experience because I was able to be like, oh, I wasn't trained, but yet I still saw something. And it wasn't what I was looking for. But I honestly, if God had told me to pay attention because there's an iguana somewhere, I might not really have paid that close of attention because lizards, reptile things are not a huge interest as much as mammals. I love the furry animals. So reptiles and things are not, wouldn't be an attention grabber for me. And so, but it was still cool. I would have missed it if I hadn't been looking somewhere else, somewhere that I had felt called to serve called to look for. And so we continue on. I'm like, okay, but it's not the sloth. So we'll keep looking. And as I keep going, I think, okay, but I, I don't even know my guide's name. I need to know his name to know like what to say, who to call if I do find one. So I find out his name. I'm like, okay, great. And there was just so many pieces like that, that, um, God was providing tools, people to follow, guides, um, and practice. The more that I practiced looking for this baby sloth, the more I was finding little frogs and crabs and this huge iguana and um, being able to see more clearly the animals that my guide was pointing out as well. Um, and it was just, it was really cool to be able to experience those things. And as I start getting to the end of our guide or our tour, I kept questioning, like, should I turn back? Did I miss it? Should I go backwards? And every single time I had that thought, it was immediately, don't go backwards. Keep moving forward. There's other people on that part of the trail. There's more than one baby sloth to find. And I thought, okay, cool. More than one baby sloth. I'll keep moving forward. People back there can find those ones. Um, and then finally we got to the very end of our tour and I was like, I, I missed it. I missed the baby sloth. What, um, what was I supposed to be doing with all this information? Did I make it up? Was I totally wrong? And I started questioning this whole experience. And then I was like, no, 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 this was not made up. I know how to recognize these things and, and this was very personal. And so then um, I leaned over and I 
started talking to my husband about the whole experience and we were able to talk. I was able to share what I had gone through with somebody I could trust. And he was able to kind of pull things out that he was experiencing too. And we, we just had this really cool spiritual experience in the middle of the Costa Rica jungle. And we got to talk more about how this applies to our life and not just um, in the jungles and finding animals. And so then we started to walk home. And then so profoundly, I heard these words that I didn't send you here to find slots. I sent you here to help my children who are lost, who have fallen away from the safety nets that they had, who are trying to find their way to safer pastures. And I thought, okay, that's what all of this was about. That's what I'm supposed to be focusing on. And it was a huge confirmation to me that I was focusing on the right things and that the reason why things felt so slow is I was being the sloth. And I, again, at at the end of this, I said a little prayer and I was like, thank you for helping me see and that I, I, it wasn't about the sloth. And then, and then I got another answer saying, you are my baby sloth. And then it kind of hit me. We put so much value on our speed of how quickly are we doing this? How quickly are we going to move forward? What are we going to be doing next? And we put it all on this. If I'm not moving fast enough, I'm not valuable enough. If I'm not going at this certain pace, I'm not doing it right. If I'm not achieving these things faster than the other person, then there's something wrong with me. And I realized the way I felt about that little baby sloth when I first got that impression that there was a sloth lost in the jungle was not this, oh man, that sloth really muffed it. I don't care much about that sloth. It should have (laughs) not had that happen. It was not in the slightest. Immediately, my heart for animals and my mom heart cried out for the value of that sloth. I wanted to make sure that sloth was safe because it mattered. And sloths are so slow. And so I wanted to leave that with you and share that with you because even though it's a super simple experience, it mattered so much to me to recognize that God does not have this very strict timetable of when we get things done. We are his little slugs that he loves that we're continuing on in our pace, in our way. And as long as we have the right focus of caring about each other, of working together to provide comfort and help and to make a better world, if that is our focus, then it's okay if at times you feel stagnant. It's okay if there's times where you're not feeling like you're making the leaps and bounds of growth that sometimes you do. Remember that our schedules ebb and flow and change, but None of it has any reflection on your worth as a parent, on your worth as a mom or a dad, as a business person, as a friend. The pace that you go at is simply there for you. It does not define you. Your value is not about your speed. And as you can find value in 
what you observe, then you'll spend less time degrading all of your efforts for trying. So I love you guys. You're amazing. Thank you for listening. And remember, I think you're doing incredible things. Your kids are lucky to have you. And the fact that you're paying attention to your pace, to your schedules, to your time, and that time's valuable to you, your focus is right on. So keep going. You've got this. And we'll all make this world a better place. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. I'm so glad that you were able to be here and discover more with us of what it means to be a successful parent. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a rate interview so that we can reach more amazing parents who are looking for ways to truly succeed with their kids too. Find me on Instagram or Facebook at WandaHoward.Live. If you're like, holy cow, this was amazing, but I have so many more questions, then send me a DM with your biggest takeaways and all of your questions. I'll be sure to take care of you. Have an amazing day and I will see you in our next episode.